Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. What's poppin' family? It's your boy Jalen here with Black Oil Renaissance. I just want to invite you guys out to our networking mixer happening December 14th in New Orleans, Louisiana. Click the link in our show notes to get more information on tickets and details. Are you looking to sell or buy your home? Or looking for an investment property? Look no further. BlackWealthRenaissance.com offers a free realtor directory with realtors located across the country to help you meet your goals. Just go to BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. That's BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to yet another special episode of the Black Wolf Renaissance Podcast. It's your boy, David Bellard, checking in with my co-host. Fellas, how y'all doing? What's good? It's your boy, Jalen, man. We back at it again. We still out in New Orleans. Man, we going strong. Hey, special episodes. Just want y'all to know that. Man, what? Crazy episodes going on today. What's good? What's good with y'all? It's your boy Jerry checking in. How you doing over there, Kelly boy? You still hanging in there with us? I'm still hanging in, man. Still hanging in. Three podcasts in what? Well, how, how long has been with? Shit, we've been here since since 12, so yeah. shit. Five hours, but we still working. But man, we got this 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 very special episode with our brother over here, man. This man is out of New Orleans, man. This is his city. So uh, we definitely appreciate him for pulling up, bro. Oh, yeah, My dude bro. is on the stock game. My dude turned the stock game to the trap house, Yo, man. Hey. hey, I'm talking no none other than my brother, Wall Street Trapper, man. What up, Trap? What up? What's good? What's good? What's good, man? Chilling, bro. Yeah, man. We appreciate you for coming out, bro. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. For sure, for sure. My pleasure, man. You know what I'm talking about? Man, <laughs> it's lit, nothing, bro. bro. Hey, it's, I'm just happy we got another Louisiana person. <laughs> I feel like it's been so long. <laughs> yeah, first I got, we first, our first episode was Louisiana, so definitely, definitely great to have somebody else from the boot, man. Yeah, show for sure, man. That's a pleasure to be here, man. That's- Let's talk, man. We've been talking already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Had so look, man. Yeah, we had a great camera. for real. So we we gonna we gonna start it off for our following that don't know you. Mm. Just uh, let them know, introduce them to travel. Who who are you and where you from and kind of how you got started to on your journey where you are now. Hey, hey. So uh, I'm a Wall Street traveler. My goal is to help the culture build well one share at a time. You know, just to teach us how to invest in the stock market. You know, it's a game that we haven't been taught. It's a game that um, we have been taught to fear and be scared of, right? So um, the reason why it's called From the Trap to Wall Street, that's the name of the brand, is because it's about making a transition. 
Um, I'm from New Orleans, born and raised. Uh, watched my moms get shot when I was young. I just watched the drug game from up close and personal since a kid, man. Um, so it became like second nature to me. I understood it. I knew the pros and cons of it. And at the end of the day, it's what, it is what I knew what survival was. For me, that was the way out, right? Um, went to prison when I was 16 and shot a man six times um, for attempt murder on a robbery. Prison kind of changed my life. In a way, uh, I was in a cell one day with this guy. I just had a fight um, with three of my homies. So in jail, they call that like running a train on somebody. So that's when you fight like three dudes back to back. Y'all just keep fighting. Y'all keep fighting. And the objective of that is just to try to break you. Right, so like Juvis said, uh, <laughs> my mom ain't raised no hoes. She could have had a girl for that. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you feel me? Uh, so I went up going to the hole, went to the hole, solitary confinement, and I introduced this guy. This white dude was in a cell with me, and he was just like, I guess he had been politicking on something for a minute. So when I like come in the cell, he like, y'all, y'all playing the wrong game, bro. So at this time, I'm like, what you talking about, family? Like. Right. I ain't got time for this, fam. Like, not right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of bust up, you know what I'm saying? I've been not fighting for three hours. I don't want, don't make me bust you up, fam. Yeah, you, like, like, you can get it right here. <laughs> like, anybody can like, get it Like, one-on-one, right on one, like, you can get it right now, family. I feel like I ain't get off like I wanted to anyway, but, um, but he was like, nah, nah, nah. I don't mean no harm. I don't mean no disrespect, fam. But, like, she was like, man, y'all playing the wrong game. And I'm like, man, because he done said that to me, like, two times. Now, and I'm like, Still frustrated, you know, but I'm like, man, what you talking about? Like, what, what game? This ain't no game. Like, you see us in here? Like, this is not a game. This is real deal. And so he was like, that's the problem. We don't even, y'all don't even know it's a game. You, Damn. Em you immediately lose. Hmm. Oh, shit. And like, I don't even know. Like, when somebody hits you with a hot track, it kind of like slow your brain down. Yeah, it it stops you in your tracks for a minute. Make you think, like, like Damn, man, what the fuck are you talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, but if I'm playing the wrong game, like, you ain't here with me. Yeah. So what game you playing? Like, this was, this was something that really changed my, like, my perspective. So he was like, so I'm in here for embezzling $2.8 million from my business. I kept two million and the fine was eight hundred thousand and I'm doing eighteen months. And I'll do it again. So one thing about when you're in prison, so like your armband tell you, I can look at your armband and see what you in here for. Mm -hmm. So like a New Orleans, like if you have a yellow band, that's like a misdemeanor charge, maybe a ticket charge, something like that. An orange band is like a drug charge or something like that. A red band is what I had is I mean you're like on a capital offense, a violent offense, a murder, attempt murder, armed robbery, carjacking, kidnapping like that. But if you have a white and red band, it's a federal band. So that means you're on a federal charge. So the charge he was on was on a federal charge. Time. So immediately you see that and you're like, damn, what? So he's like, so what you in here for? Like drugs or some shit? And I'm like, something like that. Like, like well, what you in here for? I'm like, so in prison, you don't really tell people what you're in jail for, but I'm young, so like, I'm like, they got shot somebody. What are you talking about? You know, I'm kind of like boasting about that. Because yeah. um, you know, that's like my, Something up, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So he was like, and what you got, 25 years? I'm like, I got 10. He was like, so you you got 10 years for drugs and shooting somebody. A lot of y'all in here probably on the same thing. I probably got more money than everybody in here. But yet I'm doing less time. So in my mind, I was like, because you white. You know, I'm playing that card. Mm -hmm. But he was like, nah, it's just because I understand the game, right? I understand the game. I understand how the game being played. Y'all don't understand the game. Because you don't understand the game, you're going to always lose at it because mm. it ain't designed for you to win. Right? So over the next couple of days, we in a cell together, like, he just got my attention now. Like, I just want to soak up, you know, what he giving. And um, three things he told me, amongst a lot of the other things, was um, three things wealthy people do to attain wealth and keep wealth. One, they stop trading time for money. Two, they let their money work for them. And three, they add so much value to people to where people don't mind working for them. That was crazy to me. That was crazy to me, huh. right? So I kept that. 
So people always ask me how I got started in the stock market. It's because of him. He told me stocks, real estate, and you own your own business. So had he told me real estate, stocks, only whatever all that he would have gave me, mm-hmm. I would have went with because I had been bought into him at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like we talking 2001. This before Instagram, Facebook. Anything. So he's showing me pictures, and I'll never forget this, of him in a lake with mountains behind him, and he popping champagne. So I'm like, yo, where is that? I need to see that. <laughs> How I do that? And you rich. Like, right? for real. Like, <laughs> like you balling. You balling, because, like, nobody in the hood... You know, everybody I know sell dope, fam. Yeah, they ain't doing this shit. Like, this ain't it. Everybody got the fly whip, they got the gear, they got the bro, but ain't nobody taking trips like this. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. You know what I'm saying? So like he just won me over with that. Yeah. So during my, just me doing my prison bed, like I started really like just reading. I became, because I wanted that. Right? I wanted that. And if this man telling me how he did that, like I was cool with following that. Right? Like, so I'm that person who, if you show me something work, I'm a rock with it. I ain't got to try to reinvent that. Yeah. Because it's there for me to see it. And I think that's one of our biggest problems is we try to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Right? So just during my prison sentence, man, one of the things I would do is I would watch CNBC all the time. So now I got some fights behind that because in prison, dudes like to watch the young and the restless, bro. Like, this is crazy, bro. It's a bunch of grown-ass men, bro. Yeah, I didn't expect that one either. But they love to watch the Young and the Restless, and it's a, it's a sequence that goes with that. It's The Price is Right, The Young and the Restless, As the World Turns. So, like, during that three-hour time span, like, you can't touch the TV, fam. Like, oh, you got to have some good-ass hands, right? So, so, <laughs> so, 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 so I would have to, like, okay, because I don't want to fight everybody, like, I got to get in here early, like, from that 9 to 10 o'clock yeah. shift. So I would have to watch CNBC in the mornings or at night. But that 9 to, I mean, that 10 to 1, you could just cancel Christmas on that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So just hearing all these white folks just talk about money, man. Billion dollars, businesses. You know, at first it sounded like foreign to me. Like, what the fuck are they talking about, man? You know, it just sounded foreign to me. Like, I just didn't get it. But everything new is going to be difficult in the beginning. But repetition is what makes it easy. It's what makes, like, you you fall on a bike, you don't stop it. When you're a kid, when you fall down, you don't stop. Eventually, you're going to find a rhythm, right? Mm -hmm. It's just an innate nature for you to adapt if you stick with it. So I just, like, I had 10 years to stick with it. So I just was on it, man, just on it. And... The uh, availability of being able to get books. Uh, one of my partners, uh, he was in jail for manslaughter. Uh, he shot a dude, but in the process of him shooting a dude, the dude grabbed the gun and shot him. And so he wound up killing the dude. Yeah. But he was messed up big time. Um, he introduced me to Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That was a dope book because it didn't teach me about investing but it changed my mindset. mindset. That's, yeah, that's, that's what that's it, is. it is. That book, right? set, that book yeah, is a mindset Yeah, it set the tone for me on, oh. This is how the game is This is, is how the game yeah. is played, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the combination of that and reading that, and then I just kept reading. So then I became a junkie for books, right? And so I adapted that, and that's what put me on. So I had this dope ass idea that I was gonna come home and invest in the stock market. And I was like, yo, I'm going to get rich off this. Like, this is going to make me rich. I'm going to get some real estate. I'm going to invest in the stock market. 
never worked for nobody again in my life, right? So the plan is always dope until you get home. And then Mike Tyson said, everybody got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. Then life came home and life punched me in the face. I was like, oh, okay, well, I might just start selling dope again because this is what I know how to do. And I'm not about to go work for nobody. So people always ask this question, why do you sell drugs when you go work a job, right? Mm -hmm. So I always say this, if you've been an entrepreneur, you talk to an entrepreneur, ask them to stop being an entrepreneur to go work and watch how they look at you. If you a full-blooded like entrepreneur, you will max out every credit card, you will burn your bank account, like going work for somebody would be the last option. Like the death yeah. of your career. You feel what I'm saying? And the whole while you there, you like, how can I come up out this shit? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So for me, it was like, nah, fam, we ain't gonna do that. Like, I'm just about to get in the trenches because I know I can get bread like this. Mm -hmm. Um, Had a good run. And then the Norris kicked my dough in. So my dough got kicked in. I got uh, 10 pounds of weed. $8,000, 100X pills, two pistols. Um, I thought it was over with for me. You know what I'm saying? But New Orleans police just do shit ass backwards. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so they just do shit ass backwards, you know? Thank you, you know? And on a, real, on a real, though, it was a blessing for me because for everything I had been through in my life, man, it was preparing like me for where I'm at now. So what happened was when they pulled me over, I had an Escalade truck 2009. Um, they pulled me over and everything, they didn't find nothing in the truck, so they brought me to my house. So that's the illegal search and seizure. Yeah, they didn't have no warrant. So when you bring me to my house, I didn't let them in. So mm. they kicked the door in and nothing was in plain view. So they searched the house to find everything. No warrant, nothing. No warrant. Mm -hmm. Nah, it cost me 50 bands. It cost me everything I had been hustling for. Everything, every dollar. But uh, this is one of the things why I, Hustling made me not cherish money. I don't value it like that. I understood it. Because if I had a million dollars, I would spend that million for my freedom. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and so one of the things I preach now is freedom. Like, I, you buy back your time when you invest. That's my favorite saying, buy back your time. Um, in the process of getting found out guilty, blessing, I just had this epiphany like, I got to change it. All right, but I don't got no money. So, I started hustling. I started robbing. Right, because I was like, all right, we ain't about to stand on no corner. Like, that just ain't about to be it. So, we're going to just start robbing dope dealers because they can't tell the police. <laughs> yeah, I mean. All right, so we're going to Ain't no just, investigation. Yeah, we're going to just get busy like this. You dig? And, um, but I was blessed, too, because I learned how to weld in prison. Mm -hmm. And so, I actually. Skill to get off of the street somewhat, I started, you know, doing yeah, iron work. Yeah. Right? Because I was I was like, okay, this this kind of dope right here. Right? Just being two, three hundred feet in the air, this was like a different kind of thrill that I was chasing. Yeah. Um, so I was able to start investing my money a lot, but still I was like, this shit is not it, yo. Like I gotta listen to somebody. So I started leveraging my money. Every dollar I would make, you know, if I get a check for fifteen hundred, I'm investing seven hundred. I was buying my time back because remember the dude told me learn how to make your money work for you stop trading time for money so the whole while i'm working i'm investing because i knew as long as i can make my money work for me one day i may come to work and do maybe on some shit that i don't like and i'll be like man i'm gonna holler at you yeah like i'm done right i'm gonna holler at you i don't need i don't need a job because one thing with people when you got a job it kind of hold that over your head and it's not that you necessarily need a job but the inconvenience of looking for another job, paying your bills, your shorty got to eat. That's why you don't want to tell the, the boss, man, screw you. Right? Because that's an inconvenience. And you don't know when you're going to get another job. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, me and my partner, we hit this lick one time. And God bless his soul, man. My guy died of sickle cell in jail. Um, we hit a lick one time. We put a hit a lick for like $80,000. And it didn't turn out right. Uh, so I wound up having a gun on my head, and my <laughs> I wound up having a gun on my head, and I turn around and I see the dude with the pistol to my head, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to look at it. If he gonna knock my shit loose, at least let me just turn my head and let him knock it loose from the back, and I ain't gotta feel it. 
And I was in the safe, and then I just saw my partner came. He was like, nah, you lay it down. So I'm like, oh, shit. All right, so we get out of that situation, and I think we made like $8,000, and I gave it to my partner. I was like, I'm out, son. Like, I'm good. He was like, nah, 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 bro, you know, she go wrong sometimes. I'm like, nah, fam. <laughs> nah, I think I'm like, straight nah, on that. This hey, is the last one. That is it, because I was known for that. Like, my mm -hmm. homies know, like, we need a lick. Like, man, let's go holler free, man. Like, I know he got a lick waiting in a cut. So I was like, nah, man, this is it. So I really went home, and I was like, all right, Allah, what you got for me, fam? Like, you know I'm a hustler. You know how to get it out the mud, but what you got? And then immediately it was like, you playing the wrong game. Started taking investing serious. Started really learning it. Started really reading. Started really, like, paying attention, locking in, like, letting it, like, see it. And one of the things about the stock market is if you pay attention to it, really, it shows you how to run a business. Because you looking at businesses all day. You looking at CEOs talk about their business. You reading their business, their cash flow, their income. You reading what they doing to manage their business. You reading what they doing to promote their business. You reading what they doing to in the future for their business. You reading all this. You reading it. You looking at it. And so now I was like, oh, okay, I can start a business like this. Okay. Follow the blueprint. Had a t-shirt line, started investing in the stock market really strong, went to the hood. Like, I'm going to test it out. This is how I started Wall Street Travel. Go in the hood and tell my partner, like, yo, like, son, you got them Gucci's on. Man, it's nice. But check this out. What if you can own Gucci? So my partner, like, man, what the fuck are you talking about, man? You tripping it, bro. You always on some smart shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, check it out. It's a company on the stock market called Karen Group. And they own Gucci, they own YSL, they own Dior, same shit we go to the club and pop, the same shit we wear, they own that. So just picture if we owned it and we went to the club, that's a whole different kind of flex. Mm. So my partner's like, oh. Yeah. Hold on, nigga. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So for me, I used to love Louis Vuitton and Fendi. Like, that was my shit. Mm -hmm. So I tell my partner, I'm like, look, son, same thing. I got this company called LVMH. Like, they own Louis Vuitton. They own Fendi. They own Henny. They own Moet. Picture, we got all this on, and then we go in a club, and you buy a bottle of Hen. You own that business. So somebody tell you why you got no designer shit, you can say, this is my business. And they're going to ask how, and you can show me on the stock. So my partner's like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember one of my partners, he told me, like, bro, you really a square in the street nigga body, bro. <laughs> like, how did you think about this? I'm like, yo, you get it? He's like, I get it. And so once I, once I understood that the streets got it, I was like, oh, I got something. Yeah. Yeah. So I started the Instagram page. A friend of mine, her name Akila. She got a, uh, she does, like she has a hair product. And I remember she made her first million dollars. She was like, Free, you should like make this a business for real. Like you should run this. So shit, here we are a year later. You know, the world rocking with me. You know what I'm saying? So that's the birth of the Wall Street Trap, you hear me? Man, that, <laughs> hey, I go like, that was an amazing <laughs> story. Hey, man. Hey, I can tell stories good, but I was in jail, you know? That's hey, hey, bro, but <laughs> that was still like a. Two in the morning. That was still like a good ass like follow through, bro. And like it shows people that you ain't gotta have a million dollars to be a person to be become educated or to start chasing that wealth or to really just make a change and make a difference in somebody's life. Man, not a, like yo, like one of the things that we don't realize we think we think you need a lot of money, right? You don't. One of my partners told me this, and he said, what's the difference between my life and a millionaire? I was like, a million dollars. That's the <laughs> difference. Yeah. What, are you, what are you talking about, family? You dig? But he like, nah. He said, so take away the money. Take away the exotic cars. Take away all that. What do we have in common? Like, I don't know, because you definitely don't got a million dollars, man. Like, that's for sure. He was like, but nah, I got my freedom. Like, he got his freedom. He can take a trip. I can take a trip. You feel me? He can go where he won't go. I can go where I won't go. You feel me? So, I don't need to have a million dollars to still be free. 
And that shit registered hard to me. That shit hit me hard. So you don't necessarily need a lot of money to be to, financially to free. Be, you just gotta understand what your level lives. You know what I'm saying? If your level, because look, I just told you I was making $130,000 a year doing iron work. Yeah. I literally know dudes that live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And I can believe it. Because they maxed out. Yeah. They maxed out. Like, they literally asked me, man, how do I get out of debt? I'm like, dog, I'm not a debt credit person, fam. Like, I don't even know because I don't live my life like that. Remember, I told y'all, I'm not the person to tell you live below your means. But I'm also not the person to tell you, you know, splurge, right? Find your level. Once you find your level, man, you can live. Buy back your time, whatever investments you make. Learn how to leverage your job. Got to start a business because that's the prime way to build wealth. Right? Leverage that. Yeah. That's what the Wall Street trap is, fam. Like, I want us to just leverage this shit. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, and it's, it's a few takeaways that I wanted to go back to, bro. I like uh, how, you, how you talked about, you know, how being in the streets prepared you to not really have a emotional tie to money, man. I think that's very, very important because... Whenever you play in this stock game, you got to know how to react logical and you got to understand, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a loss. Yeah. Sometimes I'm going to take a, a hard hit. So it, it makes your your investing tolerance higher than most people. And where you have some of these people who, you know, invest in they last, like they ain't never been under that pressure before, like that pressure, mm. pressure before. Mm. Um, so it allowed you to, you know, be more successful in really just play the game harder than other people would play it. Yeah. So I was looking at my <laughs> I was looking at my stocks this morning and my whole portfolio looks good except for three stocks. All of them are weed stocks. Like they down. Yeah, they down. Hard. Right? Yeah. yeah, I got a few that's and down. like they down like one of them down like thirty five percent. Yeah. Another one down like twenty two percent. I got four weed stocks. But I was like, well when Monday come I'm gonna just buy some more. Yep, that's what I do too. <laughs> Same shit every Monday. Right? Like, I'm going to just buy some more, you know, when, when the market open bags up. Because what happens is, you know, in the streets, your, your, your idea of money is it comes and goes. Mm -hmm. Right? And you already, you already taking a risk. I'm already risking it, yo. You know, like, I'm risking it every day for every sale I make, you know, for every hour I'm on a block, for every time I hop in the whip and go serve somebody. I'm already taking a risk. Right, and I'm willing to take that risk for the return. Right, so the stock market for me is the same exact way. Only this time I can't go to jail. Yeah, yeah. I can't get shot. Worst case scenario, you I just, just lose, lose a little money. money. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The dope thing about that is this, though, and this is why I teach research. Right, because if you learn how to properly research a business, you don't necessarily lose money until you sell it, mm -hmm. right? That's when you lose your money. On paper, it's still there, right? So even though my stocks are down, those four weed stocks are down 40%, I still have the bread there, Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? And until it says negative zero, I'm still in it, Yeah. right? And I have five, six, seven, eight, nine, I have years for that to bounce back. Mm -hmm. So I'm not tripping. And because I did the research, I understand these businesses. Yep. I've built that relationship with this business. I understand this business. So I know that the reason why these stocks are down is not necessarily due to the business. Yeah. Right? right? It's things outside of the business that's causing this to happen. So I ain't panicking. So in the stock market, I think because people don't understand it, they think once the stock drop down, well, I got to sell it. Why don't you do that if you ain't did your homework? Yeah. That, yeah. That is, yeah, you know now you lose. Yeah, now you lose. What you say, King? That's the perfect, yeah, perfect time to buy because it's like a discount. I look at it as a discount. Exactly. I look at it, it's a basically a, a ten to twenty percent discount that I could get for a stock that I really choose. <laughs> and and that's what somebody said a recession is, man. A recession is when the assets are going to sell. That's what it is. And, and, and I was like, shit. That's what it is. I always use the Black Friday terminology when I use. It. I look at it like, look, if you like the pair of shoes at $1,000. If they went on sale for for 500 don't you, you still like them? You still like them. Yeah. 
So that's like for me, what for example, I bought Amazon and it be I bought it at like nineteen hundred dollars, right? In December, it because my goal was okay, it's only at nineteen right now. It'll probably get twenty six the way it was shooting up, and then it went from nineteen to thirteen. And in my mind, if I like it at nineteen, I damn sure like it at thirteen hundred. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I went from three to six. You know what I'm saying. So that's the in in anything in anything with building wealth, yo. You have to be willing to take that risk. But it's a calculated risk. Hmm. The mindset got to change in order to build wealth, yo. The mindset has to change into abundance. It has to change into knowing. It's just like the streets. Like, you can't sell a product unless you know who playing the game, mm-hmm. the temperature, of the, you know, what's going on, the rules of the game. And you got to understand the economics behind that product. Same thing with stocks, same thing with real estate. I look at this the same way. I learn who playing the game. I understand the rules of the game, and I understand the temperature, you know, in that field. I understand what this product is. Once I understand that, then I can get in the game. So the, to me, the streets is like a representation. To me, I always say that's what a real game is. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah. Right, the stock market, because they yeah. play a whole different set of rules. Like this economy, everything is based, like they're really based on that market. Yeah. You like this what is what's keeping this motherfucker yeah, turning. Like, because like, like, this America is a corporation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like racism and all that, yo, that's just stuff. It exists, but it's a tool to keep people off track. Right? Yeah, yeah, to de- ooh, deteer you. you know yeah, hey, let's talk about this. Track. That's what it is. Let's talk about this because <laughs> I was uh, I was actually listening to Xavier's podcast and that kind of got on to this uh, this topic uh, with the whole the whole setup of the economic system and the political system. Mm-hmm. So the economic system it serves business owners and investors. And the political system serves to keep people of lower classes, not just black and white people, mm-hmm. people of lower classes, oppressed and fueling this economy that we have. So, like, I'm trying to see what I'm trying to go with this, man. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm following you, though. So you. You, you got the economic side, which is mm-hmm. for the investors and the yeah. business people. Right. And then you got the political yeah. side, like you're saying, that's, that's the show. That's that damn carrot that that's, that's keep the, you distracted yeah, you from, from the from actual the workload. It is. And that's understanding the game. Like, once you, once you get those two aspects of it and understand that, like, because we talk about race a lot. And, you know, us as black people, we want to help black people. We want to uplift our race. But we can't get so focused on race that we, we overlook that we can still make money with other people, too. Yeah. And it's not just, it's not just always a black-white thing. We emotionally tied to racism. We emotionally tied to, like, we got an emotional uh, connection with it. So anytime somebody speak about racism, immediately we just get like, yo, we, like, you got to be walk on eggshells when you talk about this, right? But even in the school system, like, in school, they don't teach us, they don't teach us, like, they start off black history with slavery. Mm-hmm. Right, so that automatic, that automatic gives you an eye like, oh, this is where we come from, right? So you already gonna connect with it on a certain way. So now you see a white man or a white woman, something you looking at them sideways, right? You looking at them, you feel a certain way about them. That's design. That's design because I can promise you this, man. I can promise you this. Once you t- t- touch another echelon of people, your race don't matter. What kind of business you can do? Yeah. What type of value you can add to this person? What type of business you can do, fam? Like, do you know the language? Yeah. You feel me? Like, if you know the language, you know the rules. Again, do you know the rules to the game? That's when you're on the right side of the game. Do you know the rules of the game? Yeah. When you know the rules of the game, I don't care what color. Can you make me 100 million? Let's talk money. You feel me? Yeah. Can you make me that? If you can't make me that, I want to talk to you. you. You shouldn't even be at this table. Feel me? Like, that's the game. That's the game we need to understand. Same thing with TV. When you look at the news, 
What do they always show you? The worst shit. The worst shit you can ever see, man. Black man getting shot by that. Black man getting shot by that. Black man getting shot by that. Why? Because if I got a bunch of people who angry, if I got a bunch of people who mad, right, then I can do this over here. People ask me about the president all the time. I'll be like, dog, check this out. Say this is crazy. The only president ever did something for the hood was Ronald Reagan, fam. Reaganomics. And if you don't know what it is, go look it up. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, other than that, fam, like, no president ain't never changed the hood for me. I'm not saying he was a good president or whoever was a bad president. But every time I walked out my house, the hood looked the same. You right. Yeah. The hood looked the same. It ain't even hood. affected. Like So the only people who changed the hood is be the people, people in, in the, the hood. hood you know? Yeah. And that come with education. Yeah. Let's go. That come with financial literacy. So oh, people man. don't know why they're not going to teach us that in school. Yeah. Why would they teach us that? Why would they teach you how to do your taxes? Why would they teach you how to start a business? Why they would won't. they teach you how to invest in the stock market? Why would I teach you this? Because if I teach you this, at that point now, you can become self-sufficient. That is not what we breeding over here. We are breeding people who need to work. Because if you work, you pay taxes, you keep the government going. And you keep making me keep money. keep making me money. Mm-hmm. So if I teach you how to invest in real estate or stocks or do taxes or build your credit, you're going to teach that to your kids. So now I got a whole generation of people who don't need me no more. I'm not going to teach them that. Prime example. And I just said this. If you look at a lion, he what? Top of the food chain. Right? Mm-hmm. Does the lion go tell the impala or the gazelle or the zebra this how to get away from me. No. You know? <laughs> Why would he do that? If he do that at that point, he's no longer the top of the food chain because they're going to tell the they're going to tell the elephant, they go, yo, this the lion weak point. This this what a lion hide at. This what he looking for. Right? So at that point, now the lion got to be a, a, a vegetarian or he going to die out or some shit. Yeah. Right? Right. So I'm not going to teach you. Same thing, yo. They are financial predators. And if you don't have the knowledge, Gonna be a financial prey. Mm. All you're gonna do is go to work, <laughs> go to school, and teach your kids that. Retire Ooh. at retire at 70, die in about 10, 15 years of less money you was making, and you're gonna keep that cycle going. You're gonna keep it going. That's that that's the game. That's the game. Mad at them for not teaching nothing. Teach yourself. It's out here. Yeah. Right. It's out here. Yeah. You want what Louis Vuitton? You want your, your phone AT&T? Cool. Invest in the business. Yeah. It, that's why I love so much just this whole wave, this whole renaissance, especially the way you approach it. Right. Because you have an appeal that we don't. Mm. You have an appeal that the Donner Brothers, we're going to shout them out because they've been on their home. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't. Yeah. Like, it, it's just different. You come at it from a different angle with a different appeal because you had a different background. And this message is for everybody. Right. Yeah. You need to understand the game. So it's just major, man. Right. And, and that's something I wanted to talk about, too, is the way you approach it, bro. Because you give you give the hood a tangible a tangible person, a tangible thing that they can look at and say, you know what? He looked just like me. I seen that nigga like whenever he was on the corner. <laughs> like this nigga, like he's not the same person no more. Yeah. But you also you could talk to those those gangsters or like those people that call shots or those people who can like control the hoods. You can get to those people and say, you know what? Like you said, you can own Louis Vuitton now. Hey man, let me show you how to flip this into some real estate. We we want to say this my hood. Let me really show you how to make it your hood. Let me show you how we can really change some shit. Like we, I'm pretty sure whenever y'all was coming up, niggas, niggas don't love struggling, man. No. We hate that shit. You, you, I'm pretty sure whenever you was coming up, you was talking about all the things that you wanted to do. Let me show you how we can make it tangible now, bro. And you, you have that appeal. And I love that, you know, you can transform it to that way to where it's like our brother, our sister, our cousins, that's, that's really can know, that's not grasping it and say, you know what? Hey man, he on to some shit. Yeah. And that's, that's the way that the culture is going to have to come together. Where we bring in our lower class, our middle class, our upper class, we all come together and understand this one goal, this one vision to unite, to actually come together to make something better for, like you said, this next generation that's coming up. That's a fact, man. So, like, one of the things I was just looking at is crazy because I'm always, I'm always looking for ways to um, build my brand in a way that, like, nobody else ain't touching 
So today I put a post up today about uh, Rihanna, mm -hmm. right? I call it Rihanna the Guru, um, just because of all the investments she made, right? Right? And um, so I was like, okay, so I, I paid attention to the way people gravitated to her, right? And I did it again. I did it like a, last, a couple of days ago, I did it with Shaq, right? And I saw the, people, the way people gravitated to her. Then I sat back and I thought about something. I said, well, damn. I ain't never heard no rappers talk about the investments they made but Nip. But then I literally this morning was researching rappers who are investing. So many of them. A lot. Yeah. Like so many of them. A lot. And they're making big bread. But nobody ain't rapping about that. They don't. Feel me? Jerry put me on a rapper today that actually does rap about that uh, name, Payroll, Payroll Giovanni. Well, I'm out to check him out. Hey, man, right. they put me on the song, too. Okay. Hey, you go, what I say you going to fuck with him, bro? You going to fuck with him, bro. I'm going to check him out. Like, it's cold. But you right, man. You got even, like, Offset. People don't know. Man, Offset went, bought some of Atlanta, bro. Right. Offset just got a sponsorship with FaZe, a gaming company. Mm. You got yeah. people, bro. I just put them on Sauce Walker. Sauce Walker was rapping, saying okay. Sauce Walker talking about man. I invested in blue chips. Mm. I invested in scooters. Mm. I'm investing in stuff like this. He he even said, man, I'm taking people that's workers and making them bosses. Nice. I say, I say, man, Thanks. it's like whenever Nip died, he did. He inspired. He and he sparked that that change. Like, man, we need to stop rapping about this bullshit yeah. because that was one of the most prominent lines that he told whenever he was talking about victory lap he said this ain't that weirdo rap, rap shit, shit that, that you used to yeah my nigga was talking about that business yeah. shit man yeah I, I love that because so what happens is it's always gonna be let me say this so we all got a purpose yeah right we all have a purpose but it takes we don't know we walking into our purpose while we going through it, mm -hmm. right? So for me, somebody asked me, if you could go back and change anything on your journey, would you change it? I said, nah, because if I make one slight change, the whole narrative changes, mm -hmm. right? Fit. Everything changes. So when Nip, I felt like, he was he served his purpose. Yeah. And people don't, you know, people be like, oh, I never got mad about it. I was hurt. But I understand that we got a purpose. He was the fire. Right? He was the fire. And from that, he made everybody start thinking, like, yo, wait a minute. This this ownership is real. Right? This being able to do this, being able to accomplish this, right? Wealth. Right, this is real. For me, coming from the streets, like once I understood again the power of ownership, like yo, so we got the kings right here who do real estate, right? So a lot of people want to get in real estate, but they scared. That's a big tangible object that comes with a lot of responsibility, right? They probably could do it with their eyes closed. Right? Most people who are in real estate can probably do it with their eyes closed. But for me, my thing is, look, if you don't want to do that, let me show you how you can invest in real estate in the stock market with like $200. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And you still own this commercial building. Tell them about it. You still can get paid every month. Mm -hmm. Making it accessible. You feel me? So it's all about understanding the wealth game from every level and understanding that everybody got a purpose. And it's just how you touch different, how you deliver it yeah. to people to make them receptive to it. Because once they get this part, now they can say, okay, let now, me go talk yeah. to the Down and Brothers now because I understand it at this level. Yeah. Right, right. Because I understand it here, now I'm open to this. Because as we make progress in whatever we're doing, the more you see progress, the more you're going to want to do it. Uh -huh. yeah. And the more you're going to want to expand. Right? So you, you don't bought these real estate investment trusts. Feeling it, you got an understanding of it, and now you're gonna say, you know what? I want a piece of property. Uh huh. You feel me? I want the tangible property. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So let me learn that, right? And that's why I love the stock market because it's the easiest way to get in, 
And then from there, you just going, like, your mind going just like, and that what happened to me. I'm like, oh, shit. I can own the buildings that Amazon and Walmart pay rent to? Yo. All right. Oh, all right. Well, I can own Exxon and the people who they pay rent to. I can own Popeyes and the people they pay rent to. Well, this is a whole new ball game. Yeah. Right Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. flip for real. Because you're making game. money both ways. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole new ball game. And it, it, it kind of, in my opinion, it go back to what you said earlier, too. Like, I like what you said and kind of combined it with something that happened in between. Like, you were saying that when you read Robert Kiyosaki and you spoke to that to the guy in the cell, you learned that, okay, this is a different game with a different set of rules. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of bringing it, you know, a little bit further forward, I felt like when Nip passed, it was that spark that fired that made people be like, I actually, I'm interested in finding out the rules now. Yes. Like now, now I want to know what the rules yes. are. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm interested in cracking the book. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I, I also want to add too. I like the way you do that in the way that like you make it accessible to people to where because like right now one of the biggest things that hurt people when they try to get started investing is the money. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, I ain't got it. Especially mm-hmm. if you if you're interested in it nine times out of ten, you're interested because you don't have it. Right. You know what I mean? So Fast. it's like with that being said, it's like when you're trying to get into something. It's good for you to be able to say, okay, I don't have the money for this single family, but I got two hundred dollars that I can throw trappers so he can mm-hmm. show me how to get into this so I can own some a part mm-hmm. of it. And then that partial ownership helps you, like you said, to grow up and, mm-hmm. and get into the full ownership. Right. It's the training wheels. Mm-hmm. It's the training mm-hmm. wheels to the game. And so you don't go from kindergarten to college. Right. Yeah. Right? You don't go from it. Right. And even if like when people talk to people about getting into real estate with no money down. Mm-hmm. Right, it's, t- it's you can do it, but they're scared. Like mm-hmm. fear is what keeps people from doing a lot of things. More things than not. You know what I'm saying? Fear. So for me, it's like, yo, let me let me walk you through the front door. Like, look, you're gonna waste two hundred dollars anyway. Mm-hmm. You're gonna waste fifty dollars anyway. Look, right. just put it over here and let it work for you. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up one day and the fifty dollars gonna be fifty two dollars. Right. And you gonna feel good about that. Like, wait a minute. I can put another fifty with that, yeah. Yeah. and not hundred dollars is one hundred and eight dollars, and you starting to really smell yourself now. And so what happens is you start taking more of that check, saying, "Well, I don't really need them tennis because my money making money for me." Yeah, right. And so now you're gonna it's gonna peak the interest, and so after you do it for so long and you get used to it, and that's how that's the spark. Because one thing we don't have and we're not accustomed to is ownership. Yeah. It's ownership. You go in any hood right now and probably find an Audi, you find a Benz, right? You can find some foreign shit. You can find somebody with a closet full of foreign shit, right? You can find a bunch of maxed out credit cards to ask them how many assets they got. Right. Zero. Right? Probably can take all that shit together, might be like ten, fifteen thousand dollars. I'll probably can get that to them kings. They could probably do magic with it. You feel what I'm saying? You feel me? <laughs> you say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to do magic with it. But because I was never taught it, and because me buying that is the escape. That's what makes me feel good. Yeah. Like, that would make me feel like yeah, I got money. Yeah. It, and that's the thing. Like, mm. So when you're a consumer, you're no worse than a, than a, than a dolphin. Oh, Ooh. definitely. Ooh. Definitely. Mm. You're no worse than a dolphin. Ooh. You feel me? You're addicted to that. You need a high. Yeah. You need a high. Every time you buy that new and Gucci so belt. That's why I got my thing gratification. Meet Damn. the plug. Mm-hmm. Like, let me plug you in. You dig? Because as long as you go on a Target every day, you go in there with $50, you leave out with $250, you went into the plug. Yep. Right? You got that fixed. Every time you get paid, you need to go to Amazon. You got to buy something. Be the plug. Mm-hmm. You the addict. You go to Walmart with 50 I'm going to spend $50. You come out with $200, you an addict. You ain't no different than a dolphin. You just got a different addiction. Mm. You feel me? So what happens is we got to switch it. How do we switch it? How do you go cold turkey? You yeah. go cold turkey when you start putting it in some income producing assets. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, oh, this how that go. Oh, this is, this is nice. You know what I'm saying? You get that dividend check. Oh, this is nice. You feel what I'm saying? So it's, it's the mindset shift that has to take place. I, I just want to like I I love that so much because I want to like I want to get my testament to go with it because I know you right Fact. like I know you right Fact. Fact. like just like <laughs> I, I felt it you know what I'm Fact. saying like 
So I do peer-to-peer lending, mm. Prosper. We were talking mm. about that before we started. And I, they, they can attest to it. I texted them out the blue, like, hey, because I had put about a year ago, I just put $150 in there. Just, just fuck it. You know, right. I'm going to spend that anyway. It just right. left it there. Right. And then I look back a year later, and then the game, $25 worth of interest. I said, hold mm. up. Wait a minute. And it's kicking back $5 a month. Mm-hmm. Whoa, hold up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is this? And the you bank, know you know the bank ain't doing shit like that. And I know right. the bank Hell ain't no. doing that. So I text them immediately like, hey, I'm going to check this prosper shit out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's like, you get to seeing it. And then now, then after I saw that progress, like you said, I saw that progress and it was like, oh shit, hold up. I get paid. I, I can buy you a couple of notes. Yeah. I can put 25, 50 more dollars yeah. in. Yeah. Hold on, I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, now I'm up to, it went from $150 to now I got 400 and some dollars in the account over a couple of months just because I was like, any extra money, shit, I'm like, especially, and that was another thing we were talking about before the episode two that I wanted to hit on like when people have that urge to spend because like oh, yeah, so we much talk in, about that yeah uh-huh, in today's <laughs> society people have had that urge to spend and they'll be like man shit like I want to buy something I just got paid I'm feeling good mm-hmm. I want to buy something right now when you got that urge or that feeling one thing that me and the travel was talking about was like going and getting you something like a prosper going mm-hmm. and getting you something like a like a stash account a Robin Hood like a Robin Hood where you can just throw some money in there and if you gotta buy something Go buy you I some stop. stocks. Yeah, buy something you to some take masses. that itch off. Something to take that edge off. And and to, because we've been we've been programmed to be consumers, mm-hmm. right? So they always it's like <laughs> it's like a so like so I always go back to the streets, y'all, right? Yeah, this this what you know. This your life, man. It's easy to relate everything. So when I get a product. The first thing I gotta do is I gotta give some shit away for free. Mm-hmm. Right, because once I give it away for free and it's good, you're gonna keep rocking with me. Yeah, you're gonna tell your people about me, right? So it's free promotion, right? So what happens is we work 10 hours, 12 hours, 8 hours, 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours a week, right? The only way we can get a reprieve from that is by spending some of that money. Mm-hmm. We gotta feel like we earn, I didn't so just we work earn, so yeah. all these hours for nothing to pay bills, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, so we gotta, gotta. That's our way of decompressing. Like, ah, let me. I got this drink. I need this drink. You know, I need them shoes. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. I need this. Right, that's the way. That's the self. That's that the little momentary gratification you need to, to get that, that monkey off you, mm-hmm. right? So how do we fix it? For me, it was, okay, every time I want to go buy a pair of um, Louis Vuittons or something, I'm just going to buy that product. Hmm. I'm going to just buy that product. I don't care what the cost was. And this is the great thing about the stock market, y'all. Like, dope shit, let me say this. The stock is always cheaper than the product. Uh-oh. Say that again. Hold up. The stock is always cheaper than the product, mm. fam. I know Nike going for like $47 <laughs> a share like, right now. So, like, that was, that was, that used to be my thing all the time. Like, yo, you know what? Let me just go buy this product right quick. Let me go buy this stock right quick. Let me just go buy. That's how I really got into the game. Like, let me just go buy this product. Let me go buy this stock right quick. And so now I don't got the money to spend on that because I bought the product. I bought the stock. So I was like, okay, well, I feel good, you know. So now, you know, when I got my iPhone and I'm talking about, yeah, you know, this iPhone 11 is about to drop, this thing popping. And so when people tell me, man, you promote for iPhone like that is yours, I do own it. (laughs) (laughs) I own $5,000 worth of it, family. All the shares of it, family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I talk to them. So now when they do the report, and they say, well, iPhone sales went up 2% or 6%. In my mind, I sold about six of them iPhones because I was telling people how dope it was. Ooh. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? You feel what I'm saying? So, like, I rock with businesses that I flex with all the time. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's how I, like, that was my initial mindset when I first started. Now, don't get me wrong. I made a lot of mistakes in the beginning, mm-hmm. but I didn't care. Because I knew if I stayed with it, I was going to get it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I tell people who like Starbucks, all the, like, this is a question I do people all the time. I'm like, do you own that? Like, what are you talking about? Like, do you, like, you own that? Like, because you promoting that. Like, even when I see, like, partners with rappers, right, they got all these Louis Vuittons and these 
double G's on. I'd be like, yo, man, just imagine if you own that family. Like, and stop being, you know, stop settling for the, the take this free thing and sell it for me. Which is what I love what Beyonce done did. Right, what she did, she was like, nah, I don't want the money. Like, give me the stock. Give me the ownership. Give me the yeah. Yeah. yeah, give me the ownership. I don't, want, I don't want the money. I got enough money. Yeah. Give me the stock. And then she cast off her 300 M's. Uh-huh. And I just found out, you know the little watermelon waters that they got? You ever saw them before? It's this mm-hmm. new water brand. It's called, you saw them before, King? I didn't see no. She got ownership in that. Oh, wow. Equity. Equity. Let's go. Like, I told you, I just was, like, researching, like, yo, I want to see how many artists. And it just was popping up, like, damn, all these things. Like, nobody ain't talking about that. No. It's a lot, man. Yo, that people, like, people investing. So my thing is, like, all the dope. So hold up, let me say this. So you remember when everybody, so let me tell you how dope the game is. I told you, you got to learn the rules of the game. If you learn the rules of the game, you play the game differently. So you remember when everybody was like, we're going to just boycott Gucci. Yeah. Right? Remember everybody was saying that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how dope the game is, right? So these people, like, they 10 steps ahead of us, right? Because we don't know the game. We just react off emotion and everything. Oh, they did some fucked up shit. I ain't going to buy this shit no more. That shit going to last for a little while. So check this out. All the rappers telling us, we ain't wearing Gucci, right? Don't wear that. But they're not telling you, okay, well, don't wear YSL neither. Don't wear Alexander McQueen. Mm-hmm. Like, don't wear none of that. Dior, because the people own all of that. There's only two luxury brands, LVMH and um, Karen Group. They own 70% of all luxury brands. I did not know that. Yeah, so you got to stop wearing all that, right? But check this gangster shit out. So companies have insurance on their stock. Mm. So when you boycott a company like Gucci and it causes the stock price to fall, you know what they do? They file an insurance claim. And then with the insurance claim, they can do a company buyback so they can buy their own company stock at a cheaper price. So you really just made them more money. You just let you them buy their business fuckers. back at a discount. You feel me? Oh, my goodness. Wow. It, you just got to wow. lose to the game. Your so boycott is bullshit. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, your boycott is bullshit. You feel me? You just made them and, some money. And you're not going to boycott forever. And just because you're not wearing Gucci, that's only a small portion, portion, of, portion of my, of my brand. Yeah. Oh, one of the one of the richest men in the world is um I think his name is uh, something or not, and that's the dude who owns LVMH. He's like the third richest man in the world. Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy, yo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I know when, what you're talking yeah, about. So, so when you boycott a business and you do it for a little while and the stock price falls, okay, cool, thank you. Let me go fill out this insurance claim and I'll buy four billion dollar worth of stock back at a cheaper price, and that's gonna bring my stock price back up anyway. Thank you. Yeah. And, and to thank, like, you. <laughs> thank you thank <laughs> you to explain even like explain that just a tad bit further because i know the man know way more than i do like a little bit more for the followers and the listeners like basically what he just explained was if i gave you like this stock is theirs they created they generated they say how many shares they have so when they turn around and they buy some of theirs back at a cheaper price, now they can turn around and when the company is back up, like I just bought it back at $40, I can turn around and flip it now for like 200 when the company back up back. per share. So yep. you just allow, allow them to buy their ownership back and then flip it back and sell it to you for higher. Yeah, it's pretty much how I go. So, and so when you, that's why I tell people like that, we react off emotions and we're gonna be knowing the rules of the game and mm-hmm. then so cool with just being followers. That's that's a huge problem. And then the people who following, the people who telling us to do shit, like they don't be knowing the rules to the game all the way, or they be having their own self vested interest in the situation, mm-hmm. uh, or sometimes they just do it for you know to, to say I did it. You know, oh I told my people and they get on, and so like some of our leaders, man, or so called leaders, like they be having the wrong you know agenda, and I ain't speaking on nobody else, but they just don't be knowing the rules how they supposed to know. You know what I'm saying? And so for us, we got to educate ourselves, man. That's just one of my things, man. Just educate ourselves on. Um, one of the books that everybody should get is called The Black Law Dictionary. Black's yeah. Law Dictionary. It's a big book. It's a huge book. I paid $290 for it. But it's a dope-ass book. It just breaks down laws that you really need to know about just walking around in this society. Like, it's a difference between driving and traveling. You know what I'm saying? It's a big difference. It's just, and it's some it's stuff like that that we need to learn. Like if you traveling, you don't need a license. 
if you drive and you need a license, but if the police pull you over and you don't know the difference of what you're doing, then they can give you a ticket. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's just shit like that. That you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because if you're driving and you got some cargo, if you're traveling, you're not. Like it's deep, bro. But it's stuff like that. Even like addresses. Like these are not real addresses. Addresses are not real. You know what I'm saying? It's a reason why you gotta sign your birth certificate. It's a reason why you gotta sign your license. It's a contract you signing. Even when you sign your license, that's a contract you signing. You feel what I'm saying? Like you, like all that. Yo, like, it's, and I ain't trying to go nah. over deep, but like, it's things that make this work. Make this. This a big corporation, and mm -hmm. it's rules, it's bylaws, right? And so you, when you don't know it, then you again Subject playing the wrong game. Hey. Hey, that's a great way to pivot to the last section, bro. <laughs> the last section of the podcast, we talk about what's on your timeline. Um, and basically, is anything that you saw on your timeline, something that you want to speak about, something you felt, you know, you just got to get it off your chest. It don't matter if it's some good financial stuff, some entertainment stuff, anything that you just was like, you know what, I want to speak on this. Um, let me look on my timeline right quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I look on my timeline. But I, so one of the things I did, I'm not gonna lie, is I actually filtered and edited my whole entire yeah. timeline. We, so I have, a, same I have a personal page, and I got my Wall Street Trapper page, and I never go on my personal page. Same, same. I don't never go on my personal. Yeah, page. So my Wall Street Trapper page is nothing but uplifting people who are on a mission. Yep. yep. You know that that because when I go on there, even if I'm. I, I'll get, like, we all know we get on social media and see this little thing, this, see this Just little thumb roll. This is a mechanism, yo. Yeah. Like, this is a mechanism. So if I'm going to be on here, I need to be able to say whoever page I go on, yeah, if they yeah. on live, I can learn something. Mm -hmm. right. If they got something, I can sit here and, oh, let me read this. You know, this is something that's going to educate me. So I don't have people on my timeline who taking away from me. And I'm fighting my ass off to buy back my time. Yeah. So anytime I'm on my timeline and you ain't adding to that, then you inadvertently taking away from my time. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, man. Shit. Uh, okay. So I see some Rashawn Scott. I follow the queen. She said the universe gives you what you ma what you want to manifest. I believe that. So I believe that whatever you put in the universe, I'm a heavy believer on it. I just told myself this the other day. What I told y'all about before we started talking, I said that. Um, Sometimes we overwork ourselves in our purpose. Mm -hmm. We only meant to do so much. The rest of it, we got to give it to the most high and we give it to the universe. And I believe that when you put it in the universe like that, it's going to come to you 10 times, tenfold. So that's something on my timeline that I want to talk about. Hey, I love it. Hey, <laughs> I love just, it. I, I feel like that's the great way to just wrap up this <laughs> yeah. like Hey. So, look, man, shout out to Trapper. We appreciate you for coming through and just, you know, facts. really dropping some dope uh, gems on the podcast, facts, bro. Facts, um, facts. We want to just say shout out to all our listeners for constantly coming in week out, week in, week out, and just listening to us, constantly helping us grow, man. We in the top 100 business podcast in the U.S. Nice. Man, yeah. we are constantly growing. We constantly keep on connecting with some great people. Uh, Y'all check out our website. BlackwellRenaissance.com. What you got, Yo. Jerry? Hold on. Wait, we got to get my brother Trapper to let yeah, the people know where they can find the trap. My fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. Tell the people where they can find the trap. Let them know what you offer, man. Um, I know you you speak, you speak spoke about a lot about, like, you know, how you can break it down. Let them know what you offer for the people, too, bro. Uh, so, you know, from the trap to Wall Street, you know, we just educating people on how to invest in the stock market and just how to leverage their life. Um, you can catch me on Instagram. That's where I'm at all the time. Wall underscore street underscore trapper. Um, got the podcast out, but I've been slacking. I ain't going to lie. Um, it's Wall Street Trapper on Spotify and Anchor. Um, I do a lot of e-courses, e-books. Just been getting into doing some speakings. I'm just touching down, just traveling, um, planting my seeds all over the world, man. Everywhere I can go. Because everybody needs to set up a trap house, yo. And I'm trying to help everybody set their trap house up. You feel hey, me? Yeah. Trap back jumping, you heard me? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Trap house love jumping it. like Jordan in this thing. That's how we trying to get it. Hey, everybody yeah. get them up so you can get your trap right. Get your stocks right. Make sure that if you rocking something, if you rocking designer, that you own that designer. Hey, you yeah. feel me? Yeah. yeah we gonna get. We gotta get you with the affiliate trap. We are gonna drop this down in the facts, show notes. Facts, 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 oh, facts. Yeah. yeah. Most deaf. Facts. So, uh, what what else we got? Patreon. Oh yeah, we got the uh, the Patreon. So Patreon, y'all. That's our way. We trying to go out. 
do more things like this. This has been super dope. We in New Orleans right now at the Hut Studios. Uh, we just get want to travel more, go do more different things in different people's communities so that we can really provide the community with the tools and resources that we strive to uh, provide y'all with. So that's something y'all interested in. It starts at a dollar. Uh, got a lot of different content up there on the Patreon for your. It's just another way to interact with us more. Uh, anybody got anything else? Nah, man. Black Investor Summit. Like our brother said, 2020 vision in 2020. Yeah. DC so y'all, y'all know what to do. Y'all done heard it. You're going to text Summit to 21,000. That's S-U-M-M-I-T to 21000. Yeah. So with that said, that's Black Wolf Renaissance signing out. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.